the Carolina Hurricanes are set to begin yet another playoff run tonight against the New York Islanders. I sit down with Gil Martin from Locked On New York Islanders in this episode of Locked On Hurricanes. Your Locked On Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey there, Caniacs. I'm your host, Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And as always, thank you for making Locked On Hurricanes your first listen of this Monday morning. It is officially playoff time. And in this episode, I sit down with Gil Martin from Locked On New York Islanders. Yet again, you guys all know Gil. You all love Gil. And we preview this series big storylines heading in, uh, X factors, what's going to make the difference, series predictions, all of that stuff in this episode. And I won't keep you any longer, folks. So enjoy. And welcome, everybody, to this special crossover playoff preview episode of Locked On Islanders and Locked On Hurricanes. He is Jared Ellis, the host of Locked On Carolina Hurricanes. I'm Gil Martin the host of Locked On Islanders, and Jared, looking forward to what should be a very entertaining opening round series. Yes, it's going to be very fun. I impulsively bought tickets to game one last night, so I'm very excited and ready to go because not only do I have the game that night, I'm going to go see the new Super Mario Brothers movie earlier in the afternoon. It's going to be a fun day tomorrow. Yeah, no, absolutely. Should be a good one, and glad that you'll be able to be there in person. So, what do you think is the biggest storyline for the Hurricanes as we enter this series? So I think the biggest storyline for the Hurricanes right now going into the series is how kind of the same one uh, that we had last year uh, was how is their offense going to show up? Because really ever since Andre Svechnikov went down with his torn ACL, the Hurricanes offense has really taken a tumble and has it's had good moments here and there, but as a whole, it has not been as consistent as it was. Really struggling to buy some goals, especially in those last few games. It was pretty rough. And you know, with that also goes the power play. It's been really bad this year. So those are going to be two things that they really got to show up. And then another one that just popped in my brain as we're sitting here talking is the health of the goaltenders. Because... We didn't have Freddie Anderson in the last playoff run last year because he was out with a torn ACL or MCL, one of those. And then Antti Ranta, he started playoffs, was fantastic until he got hurt. And then yeah, he was down. You know, and if those guys can stay healthy and be on their A game, because one thing with Freddie, he has had some ups and downs this year when he has been healthy. It's not like last year where it was almost completely positive Vesna conversation, you know, up until he gets hurt was not like that this year. So if those guys can stay healthy and the offense in all regards can show up, you know, that's going to be really important for the hurricanes and who do you for think the Islanders. Who, who do you think will get the start in game one? I believe it's going to be Freddie Anderson from everything oh. I was seeing before we started recording. I believe it's going to be Freddie. 
Uh, just all his new masks for the playoffs. It's kind of like Godzilla themed, Fredzilla. It's looking nice. <laughs> for, for the Islanders, I, I, I think it's it's the power play. And it, the power play has been, I mean, you, you talked about the difficulties the Hurricanes have had on the power play. The Islanders are ranked 30th in the league. Yeah, the I was literally attack. about to pull that up. So, I mean, they, they, they've just been dreadful. And since Matthew Barzal got hurt, they've been even worse. I mean, I think they were something like 26th when he got hurt and it just kept falling and falling and falling. Mm -hmm. He really is the key to them getting into the offensive zone. That's sort of their strategy. And when he wasn't there, they not only struggled to create chances on the power play and establish themselves in the offensive zone, but they were giving up so many shorthanded opportunities there was a, a maybe a five or six game stretch where I think they gave up. If they didn't give up more power, uh, shorthanded goals and they scored power play goals, they gave up better chances than they created. Mm -hmm. So they've got to at least, you know, if you think about it like a doctor, if the first thing you have to do is do no harm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the power play at least can't give up all these shorthanded opportunities. Now, Matthew Barzal is supposed to be back. So I'm hoping that that's going to mean that they'll at least be a little bit better at establishing themselves in the zone. But for me, the Islanders, if they can just be average on the power play, mm -hmm. if they could be ninth or 10th out of the 16 teams in the first round and not give up a lot of shorthanded opportunities, I, I think that would make a huge, huge difference in this yeah. series. And that's going to be important because the last time I looked, the Hurricanes did lead the NHL in shorthanded goals. Uh, I believe it was like 10 they had. I believe it's been a while since I've looked. Uh, but yeah, they're really going to have to do no harm because you are facing a team that while shorthanded goals are rare, they were leading the league in them this year. And there was a really stretch where it just felt like they always had a chance to get a shorthanded goal. And I totally understand that. Yeah, just want the Hurricanes to look like a threat on the power play because I looked while you were talking, they're ranked 19th in the NHL. And that feels pretty darn generous to be honest. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, looking at the stats, Sebastian Ajo of Carolina leading the team with three shorthanded goals. Anyone else we should be aware of who's a threat to score shorthanded. He's the main one that comes to mind. I believe Tavo Teravainen has multiple this year as well. So he's a guy that, you know, he's definitely a pass first kind of guy. But whenever he wants to shoot, he has an absolute lethal shot. And, you know, talking about the Hurricanes, you know, offense seem to show up in their power play. He's going to be a guy. He has such a good shot. You know, he's going to need to take it. Yeah, and then, you know, on the power play, the Islanders tend to use four forwards, and then the defenseman they use is is either Noah Dobson on the top unit or Sebastian Ajo on the second unit, mm -hmm. and neither one of them are particularly good defensively. So that's probably one of the reasons they're giving up so many quality chances. You know, you turn the puck over at your own, you know, in the attack zone or in the neutral zone, and you have you know, weak defenseman and a forward back there to try to defend it. And it, it just doesn't work. Yeah. It, it, I've seen that here with the hurricanes before with having weak defensemen, uh, try to quarterback power play. And it, it just doesn't work. It, it doesn't work. And you, you need some guys out there that can play some defense, especially when you're going against a team, you know, that leads the league in shorthanded goals. Like, it's going to be really important. And it 
the fact that it's both teams, it's coming down to the power play. Uh, it just as what can put this these teams over the edge just shows just how important that this stuff really is come this time and why it's so vital to get it sorted out in the regular season so you're not coming into the playoffs be like oh man how are we gonna do this you know no no question and look we all know you get to the playoffs and the the special teams becomes more important because the games are more intense there's more physical play it's tight checking and both of these teams are defense first shutdown kind of teams. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have that little bit extra amount of time and space because of the man advantage, you've got to be able to take advantage of it. And you certainly can't be giving up shorthanded goals. Yeah, it's going to be really important for both of these teams. And I do feel like, uh, you know, at the end of the series, you know, whoever comes out on top of this, you know, if they can overcome, you know, those obstacles with their uh, power play with offense, you know, all that stuff. That's going to be a really, really big confidence boost to whichever team it is going into that next series against the winner of the Rangers and the Devils and could really make them dangerous teams trying to make push. No question about that. We have got a lot more to discuss on this special crossover playoff preview. We'll look at some of the key players to watch for both teams. But first, we're going to talk about Athletic Greens. This episode is brought to you by a product I literally use every day, AG1 by Athletic Greens. Maybe you're like me, you want to be healthy and eat well, but it's easier said than done. Well, that's no longer the case with AG1. With one delicious scoop of AG1 and a glass of water every day, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food food source superfoods, probiotics, and adoptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all these things. And AG1 costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Just go to athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Jared, oh, we don't, we're, we're at the point in the show we're going to talk about some key players to watch. Who's the one player more than any other that you feel is crucial to the hurricane success? So there's a few that come to mind, uh, but the biggest one I feel is, you know, the breakout star of the season for the Hurricanes, and that is Martin Natchez. He has had a monster season, leads the team in points with 71. You know, he's coming off of a really disappointing year last year, and you know, he was on a two-year prove-it bridge deal, and he outperformed everyone's expectations. And, you know, absolute killer this year, killer on power play, Five on five, I believe he leads the team in overtime winning goals and just game winning goals in general. Absolutely crazy season. So, so they're going to need to him to continue the momentum that he had this year, and especially with no Andre Svechikov and no Max Pacioretty, t- guys that were set to carry very big loads in the playoffs. You know, he's going to need to step it up. And then, of course, you're going to need other guys. Sebastian, our, our Sebastian Ajo, obviously. <laughs> you know, you're going to need him 
to be the star player with Svetch not being out. He's now your de facto best player. So you're going to need your best player to play like your best player. You know, plain and simple, you're going to need that. And then a guy that's been really, really hot as of late, Brent Burns, just named NHL second star of the week. He's had a monster year this season for the Hurricanes. Uh, set the record uh, for most points by a defenseman in franchise history. I believe it's at 61, 62, something like that right now. And then your goaltenders. If those guys are healthy, they're going to play really big roles as well. But what about the Islanders? Well, uh, I mean, to me, one of the keys is Bo Horvat. And, I mean, we could talk about the goalies, and obviously neither one of these two teams are going anywhere if they don't get good goaltending. So mm-hmm. that, that, to me, is a given. But with Horvat, you know, when when he first came to the Islanders, he was traded January 31st. He was being very productive, and he and Matthew Barzal had some good chemistry, and, and things seemed to be going well. After Barzal got hurt, Horvat went into a long scoring slump. Now, he was still doing a lot of the other things really well. He was winning faceoffs. He was sound defensively. He was providing leadership, but his offense just dried up. And mm-hmm. the Islanders are pretty much an offensive challenged team. They they trying to win by getting to three goals and holding you to two or less. That's that's more or less the formula. Mm-hmm. But getting Horvat to be, it doesn't have to be a point a game, but it's got to be. You know, if this series goes seven and he doesn't have five points, I think you know that's going to be a problem for the New York Islanders. They need offensive production. The return of Matthew Barzal and having him on that top line should help Horvat. But, you know, we don't know how long it's going to take Barzal to get back into game shape. He hasn't mm-hmm. played in about two months. So we may see Matthew Barzal, but we may only see 75, 80% of him for the first few games of this series. And he certainly isn't going to be playing his usual allotment of minutes. So getting Horvat offensively on track is going to be absolutely vital. Yeah, and you say that, and you're going to need every little bit you have because PNC Arena is very tough to play in, especially playoff time. So any little thing, something that you know, my next-door neighbor may not think is you know something that's going to play a very big factor into who has the advantage in the series could be what puts the Hurricanes over the edge or puts the Islanders over the edge. There's a reason they call it home ice advantage yeah and and also obviously when you talk about home ice advantage having that last change how do you think the coaching staff of the hurricanes is gonna is there a matchup they're gonna try to avoid or a matchup you think they're gonna try to set up so none that come to mind off the top of my head i think they're really just gonna kind of go with the flow of games you know these seem they know each other really well I feel like any sort of matchup advantages that people talk about would be ones we've seen already this season. You know, these teams play, they know each other really well. You know, it's a Metro division matchup. We know it's going to be a really hard hitting, tough fought series because Metro teams, no matter where they are in the standings, they're going to play each other that much tougher. So, and then now being playoffs. So I feel like any advantages, it would just be the carryover stuff from regular season in terms of matchup advantages. But one thing I do think that they will try to exploit is stuff that you were talking about earlier when it comes to how the Islanders give up, you know, so many shorthanded goals. I feel like 
those would kind of be the things that they would try to exploit there. Uh, you know, just, you know, your Sebastian Ajo not being the best defense defensive defenseman. Yeah, they're obviously going to try to exploit that kind of stuff. But do you see any potential matchups or players or anything like that that you think the Islanders will try to exploit? I think they're going to try to get either J.G. Pajot or one of the top two defensemen in uh, Pelic and Pulak out mm-hmm. against your Sebastian Ajo. I think mm-hmm. that's going to be a very big thing that the Islanders are going to try to accomplish to get yeah. uh, Sebastian Ajo slowed down because he he has really hurt the Islanders over the course of the not just this season but in recent years. Mm-hmm. And look, if it's Ajo versus Ajo, I'll take your Ajo over ours any yeah. day. And just as far as the ability to be a difference maker in this series, yeah, it's going to be a very interesting season. Uh, or interesting series, excuse me, not season. Uh, but yeah, because these teams play each other so much, it's not like you know we're playing a, a team where we only see them you know two times a year or anything like that. They these teams play each other a lot, and they know each other really well. They've played each other in the playoffs before. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about that later. But yeah, these key matchups that these teams have been able to have over each other in regular season they're really going to try to perfect those as much as possible. Yeah. So we've got more to get to on this special playoff preview crossover episode. We'll take a look at some X factors, some key stats, and we'll make our predictions. All that still to come on this episode of the road to the Stanley cup. So Jared, is there one particular statistic that's, sticks out in your mind that's going to be really key to this series. So honestly, there's a, there's a couple that uh, come to mind, you know, obviously a bit of a negative one. It's Freddie Anderson in the playoffs. You know, he didn't play last year, but you look at all those series in Toronto, we all know the memes and, and the jokes and all that. Uh, but you know, can he shake that? You know, can he shake that Toronto first round ick off of him? Yeah, yeah, because he was obviously the punching bag for so much of that. And you know, James Reimer, you know, whenever he was here, he was able to uh, get past the first round, obviously. But you know, that's kind of something that I feel like you know, a lot of people, you know, especially the superstitious, you know, hockey fans, they're gonna think about that. Uh, but in terms of your know, actual statistics and whatnot, you know, the ones that you know, come to mind for me are ones we've already talked about. You know, the Hurricanes power play. That's the one that really matters to me because, you know, it doesn't matter what they've done in playoff past. Uh, you know, I mentioned it earlier, you know, the last time, you know, the Hurricanes and Islanders played in playoffs they, uh, was, you know, back in 2019 in the second round where the Hurricanes swept the Islanders went to the conference finals and got swept by the Bruins. Uh, but you know, that doesn't matter in, in this series. You know, what matters is, you know, going into the series, you know, can their power play show up? Yeah. You know, that's been the one thing that's been biting them in the heels. You know, their penalty kill, you know, that's been, you know, really good all season long, but you know, any past playoff, you know, statistics and, you know, their win percentage at home, you know, all that stuff, it doesn't matter to me. It, what matters is, you know, can their power play and offense show up? That's going to be really important for me. 
If I'm looking at an X factor for the Islanders, it's actually the health of defenseman Alexander Romanov because Mm -hmm. he gives them uh, steadiness in their own zone. You have Pelic and Pulak who are very, very good in their own zone. Scott Mayfield, who is usually good in his own zone, and he's a veteran. And then you have Romanov. The other two defensemen, and we've talked about them, Noah Dobson and, and Sebastian Ajo, not great in their own zone. If you have two defensemen who are not great in their own zone and you pair them each with guys who are good, you can kind of mask it a little bit. But if you can't play Alexander Romanov, who really settled in in the, in the last two months of the season and found his groove within this Islanders system after being traded from the Canadians uh, at the draft last year, if he's missing and you have to play an inexperienced rookie like Samuel Bolduc, or you have to go to Parker Wotherspoon, who's more of a, a veteran AHL guy, but not much of an NHL guy. Your, your defensive core becomes a little more iffy. And I could tell you right now, if the Islanders can't get the puck out of their own zone and get that transition to offense, the Carolina Hurricanes have the kind of players who will make take those mistakes and create really good scoring chances off of them. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you're sitting there, you know, talking about, you know, X factors. There's a few that are coming into mind for the Hurricanes. Yeah, I mentioned Brent Burns already. You know, he's been really hot as of like, you know, that's going to be a big X factor, you know, going into the playoffs. Can he continue that? He's supposed to be, you know, that offensive defenseman on that first pairing beside Jacob Slavin. And he has been all season long. He's, but like I said, he's been really hot as of late. But I want that to continue. And then, you know, another also defensively there are actually two other ones you know brady shea he's really flown under the radar this season with just how good he's been even flying under the radar for hurricanes fans of just how good of a season he has had want to see that continue uh shane gosper mentioned him earlier you know if he can come in really get uh gosh i believe he was last elect was doing stuff with the second power play unit uh for the hurricanes if he can come in have that impact like he did in those first few games against Tampa and Arizona and those teams, that's going to be really big, especially for the power play. But then one thing just as a whole, not necessarily an X factor, but you know, while you're sitting there talking about it and is the fact that the hurricanes, a lot of their offense at that tail end of the season was coming from defensemen. That's not coming from the forwards. They're, They're going to just need their forward group as a whole to just really step it up offensively. And like you said, you know, if the Islanders have trouble getting it out of their own zone and the Hurricanes can stay there, I do think that can be something that can give the Hurricanes forward group some momentum, getting some offense going. And even if they're not scoring goals, you know, just being a threat, you know, that's going to be a big thing. If they can just be a threat, get those chances, they're going to get that puck luck that was evading them towards the end of the regular season. Yeah, and we saw that in one of the four regular season matchups between the teams. I think the Islanders had 15 shots on goal Mm -hmm. in one of those uh, games where they just couldn't get the puck out of their own zone. And and if if that happens again, you're you're throwing a game away. I think the other X factor for the Islanders that comes to my mind is that they this is a very playoff experienced team. They they were in the conference final. The last two times they made the playoffs in mm-hmm. 20 and 21, 
even the guys who weren't on that team, you have Zach Parise, who has a lot of playoff experience with New Jersey and Minnesota. You have Bo Horvat, who has some playoff experience with Vancouver. The, the moment is not going to be too big for this mm-hmm. Islander team. These are veteran players who have been there and done that. And I think that will be something that the Islanders can lean on and, and hopefully will work in their favor. Yeah, that's the same thing with the Hurricanes, too. They have it's not like the last time these teams played each other in the playoffs back in 2019, where the Hurricanes yeah, they had some guys you know, like Justin Williams, you know, with playoff experience, but as a whole, a really young team with you know, no playoff experience or hardly any. And then, you know, they just you know, kind of go on that run. And you know, they didn't necessarily know what it was like to be in the playoffs and win the playoffs, lose in the playoffs. It's not the case anymore. Uh, even like the really young guys like Seth Jarvis has playoff experience from last year. So that's something that I think is also going to be an X factor for the Hurricanes because this is nothing new for them. They know what it's like for the playoffs. So many of the guys are playoff veterans, you know, whether it's for the Hurricanes, the Sharks, or whoever and it's something that i do think you know whether it's the islanders or the hurricanes going into the next series against the rangers or the devils can be something that really plays a factor in there as well because both of these teams they know what it's like yeah the rangers went to the conference final last year uh and then there's guys on the devils you know like dougie hamilton you know with playoff experience but as a whole those teams they don't have as much playoff experience as these two right here, which going into that next series could be an X factor in that series. Yeah, very well could be. First, we have to get there. Yeah, of course. Jared, let me hear your prediction for this series. So I think the Hurricanes will win this series in, I will say, six games. I don't think it goes the full seven. But I do think the Hurricanes' offensive and power play woes are going to cost them two games. But ultimately, like you're saying, just the players that the Hurricanes have and then the way the Islanders struggle to get out of their own zone and how they allow so many shorthanded goals, I think at the end of the day, that's going to be what puts the Hurricanes over the top because they are able to take advantage of of those mistakes, but I don't think it'll be another sweep. Like, you know, some people are thinking, I don't see it being like that because of the hurricanes offensive issues. If it was rolling, then it very well could be a sleep, but, but it's not. I'm going to go with Carolina in seven. I think it's going to be a very tight series. Mm-hmm. I would take the under in most games. If I were a betting person, I am not, but yep, uh, same here. you know, I think this is going to be a low scoring tight series i think the islanders and hurricanes play similar styles as far as trying to shut things down not give up quality mm-hmm. scoring opportunities i think the islanders have a slight edge in goal but i think the islanders power play is going to be what ends up killing them in this series and i could very easily see a game seven being similar to the one the islanders had in the conference final against mm-hmm. Tampa Bay a couple of years ago where they lost one nothing in game seven on yeah. the road. I, I could easily see something like that, but I think this is going down to the wire and this is going to be one heck of a series. Oh yeah. I can easily see it going seven for all of those same reasons. Uh, because again, like I mentioned earlier, 
This is a Metro division matchup, and Metro teams always play each other super, super tough, and it's the playoffs as well. It's going to be a really, really fun series to watch, and yeah, I'm I'm very much looking forward to it because last time these teams played each other in playoffs, we didn't even know each other, Gil. <laughs> That's very, very true. Jared, it's been a pleasure. I want to thank you for uh, hopping on and doing this, and uh, been been great, and looking forward to one heck of a series. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'll obviously make sure I send you pictures you know, from game one tomorrow. Please it's going to be fun. I'm really looking forward to it. And it's going to be a really fun series. I can't wait to talk about more of these games with you. All right. There you have it, Kaniacs. I hope you guys really, really enjoyed this series. I know I'm very much looking forward to going to the game later on tonight. It's going to be an absolute blast. One thing I do love that we didn't mention in the crossover is that the Hurricanes are going to be wearing their 25th anniversary jerseys. I tweeted that out a while back thinking, you know, that I personally wanted that. And the fact that it's going to be happening, I think it's perfect. I mean, why not? You know, it's the 25th anniversary season where there's anniversary jerseys in the playoffs, uh, run it back from 2006. You know, it's going to be great. I hope you guys enjoy this series. I hope you listen to, uh, enjoyed listening to me and Gil uh, talk about this series. It's going to be very, very fun. And I will talk to you guys in tomorrow's episode where we recap this game one. Hopefully it's a positive one. If you're going to the game, make sure you take pictures. Make sure you take videos. Tag me in them at Jared Ellis underscore 96. Tag the show at LO underscore Hurricanes and enjoy this series folks i cannot stress that enough you know playoffs is finally here and especially if you're a longtime fan the fact that we've had back to back to back you know playoff appearance like we're a consistent playoff team again if you told us that you know 10 years ago laughed in your face we're like 10 years this team may not even be in raleigh anymore but you know, we're here. We're back in the playoffs. Let's enjoy it, folks. This is going to be a fun series. And as always, let's go, Canes.